What is good, Divine Dolls? All right, so I'm going to warn you right off the rip. We're going to go a little bit through the political, go through a walk through the political woods. Yeah, this is, I would like to hear more conversations about this. You know, um, I've mentioned it before. I do kind of keep a pulse of what's going on in the news. Um, even though in the past I would just be in the same mainstream comments about here we even make up and and xys and stuff like that but eh. and if it's anything it's kind of like just putting it on the table oh my god i'm not re-recording this should i re-record the intro i'm re-recording the intro what is good divine dolls all right so as you can see in the title we're going to be going a little bit through the oh, a walk through the woods in the political arena um I kind of have an idea of what I want to title this. I, I jotted it down on my notebook that's for this channel. Um, and so some of the things I wanted to talk about are like Carly Russell. There is an 11-year-old that was arrested, y'all, if I'm not mistaken, in Florida for filing a false arrest. Uh, a falling up, filing a false um kidnapping of her best friend apparently that's going viral on youtube um i wanted to talk about hunter biden joe biden and trump and um there's a florida sheriff i have posted on here a couple of times and i'm pretty sure i i think what i want to put for the team for the theme is or the title is um what's good for the goose is good for the gander now I talked about in in previous podcasts of the, over the past couple of days about how you know the conversation surrounding you know Carly Russell having to receive punishment and black women having to feel some kind of way because it's like she's black so now all of us have to on you know us black women feel like we have to unpack you know like how do we address that we're not you know don't condone this behavior but, you know, dominant society doesn't address this within themselves and, uh, you know, within their own infrastructure and this type of a thing, right? Um, and I've talked a little bit about how dominant society, I've made se several observations where they do have a, a, something in place to kind of address justice. Um, I think kind of what I wanted to talk about, too, is how... Have you noticed there's a turn of events? So all of these these classes that used to be protected, um, it, it's very much becoming what's good, good for the goose is good for the gander. Um, you know, I mentioned, for example, and, and imagine my shock, right? Imagine my shock when, oh, and I'm just, oh, this is so bad. My hair... It has like the finest type of hair and it feels like wispy like a, a spider web and even though I know it's not a spider web like it just it's irritating me so um imagine right off of the heels of me going on this rant about how it's not fear I'm not saying I condone Carly's behavior at all but I don't think it's fair that, you know, dominant society and especially the women within that society were just kind of like, oh, my God, she needs to be taught a lesson. She needs to be punished. 
you know, when that hasn't always been their history. Okay? So what is what this got to do with the price of tea in China? What this got to do with the 11-year-old and Hunter Biden, Hunter and Joe Biden and Trump, right? And the sheriff, I think his name is Sheriff Grady in Florida, okay? Y'all, imagine my shock when, you know, I had posted a, a second um, podcast. And I think the one where I kind of just circled back a little bit was the one where we were talking about the whole Barbie movie and how me being one of those black women that went to the Barbie movie, I went because my niece wanted to see it. Ended up falling in love with it. It's actually one of my favorites movies. I have my favorite movies throughout, you know, time. I'm not much of a movie goer, um, but I do have an appreciation for the art form of it. And so, you know, kind of like really reminded about the whole, you know, when it comes to us black women supporting um, stuff like the Barbie movie and tapping into the whole, you know, it being for girls, women, that type of thing, we're right there. And then being reminded, it's kind of like, oh, well, when it comes to the Black Mermaid, like Black women were just like livid, pissed in, in the in the memes and like dragging us for filth and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Right. So and that it was in that podcast that I was kind of circling back to the whole Carly thing about how there are di- differences between how black women, I think, look at sisterhood versus, you know, and I want to say, I think it's, I, I kind of found myself thinking about that as I was recording it too. Um, I did address that it tends to be more of like a not like a Caucasian thing, but you also do have other demographics. Like uh, I mentioned that 2023 is like when the Asian community came out and was calling black women hyenas because they wanted black peen. Like, ma'am, if you want black peen, you can have it. They're actually flying to your doorstep to, you know, for you. Like you can have them come get them, you know, type of a thing. Like you're going to call us hyenas over Anyways, so what this got to do with the price of tea in China and an 11-year-old being um, arrested? I think that it definitely signals a turn of events, right? We've been talking about Age of Aquarius, and it hasn't been remiss on me. Like how, do you guys realize that not only is Trump, former President Trump, getting racked up on charges for his interaction with the with the woman and now you know who cares and this is at the highest title you don't think that this is going to have a trickle down effect yo and i've been meaning to say this for a while and and yeah we can talk about hair weave and makeup we can talk about food we can talk about trading we can talk about whatever what have you we can laugh chuckle giggle but are we not paying attention to what's happening on the world front you don't think that's going to have a trickle-down effect if they can go after that? And the second part that goes in hand with that, too, is there both sides of what we would consider the male patriarchy is... is I, do I want to say under attack? I mean, it's if you can be scrutinizing the former president from the Republican side... And scrutinizing Joe Biden from the Democratic side too, where they're they're like 
even the white people is mad too. Y'all. Y'all. Um, I I I wanna say like kind of what's on my on the tip of my tongue. I talked about how in the Barbie movie, and also there's another movie coming out. I've talked about this before, like Craven for Marvel. And you're like, eh, they're movies. But I think it gives you a good opportunity to kind of have like talking points. Um, sometimes art imitates, you know, um, real life and sometimes real life imitates art. And so if if we are able to, because I'm going back to the 11-year-old, right? If we are able to kind of just peel back the layers and address what is truth, what is correct, what is right, what is wrong without the, you know, because Age of Pisces is about rose-colored lenses, right? And and um, it's very much about man-made structures, right? So man-made structures, they say that men are a protected class in the sense of like, if you're in a position of power, if you're in dominant society, if you're, you know, high up there, then you're untouchable. We're not going to scrutinize you for right or wrong or, you know, um, because even when you think about Hunter, right? And I think I'm, if I didn't mention it in the last podcast, we talked about how uh, Reagan, Reaganomics, right? Reagan went so far as to invite other countries to import drugs into marginalized communities, black communities, right? Because he thought that he was going to just wipe out black communities. And here we are, fast forward, it's to the point where not only are drugs coming across the border in in tons, it's in the White House, y'all, and Hunter. And it's to the point where Joe Biden is... (laughs) When you talk about things coming to the surface and things being illuminated, Joe Biden is out here to talk his ish and be like, if you have like one granule of crack cocaine, you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison. And I think that if we catch you with this, there's no three strikes. We're going to take your ass straight to jail. Okay. Why is there crack cocaine in the White House? And why are they coming for Hunter? And and I think it's so interesting too. I mean, Hunter might get off with the tax evasion stuff, but you know, we talk a lot about um America's darlings, right? I have a podcast where we talk about America's darlings. And uh, some of the language that's used around Hunter um, is that not only is, does he have this scene where he gave money or got money from the Russians and, I don't know, China, and he's a crack addict, a prostitute monger, like a whoremonger, and apparently evading taxes, too. Which, by the way, y'all, I wish, like I said, we had more conversations about this, too. Because, like, I kid you not, I do follow white people, okay? The good ones. I, I like to think they're the good ones, okay? They have my stamp of approval. Because um, at the end of the day, none of us are monolithic. I think that's very much Age of Aquarius, too. think you're going to be able to really just stand on your feet as being a good person or no. So, but, so, this one guy, 
um, I think his name, his last name is Graham, okay? And he was talking about, they added this new section to the IRS where where they can get gangsters, y'all, or these pimps out here or these drug traffickers um, and drug dealers and stuff is they did this section where this loss, uh, law code section where you have to report your income even if it's from illegal drug activity. So they added that section, but they understand that you might not necessarily want to be like, yeah, I sold crack cocaine to my community and I'm destroying my community for my own best self-interest and that type of thing. Um, uh, so here's where they added like a part B. Like, you know how you have like 501 sections, like C and then you have like D and so on and so forth. So this, the, the left foot to that right foot is they understand you're not going to report necessarily your illegal income. But what they will do is if they see that you're in possession of like, let's say a Rolex, right? Rolex. And you can't explain how you bought that Rolex. Um, like that's how they can get you. And I, um, I think Ram was explaining like, that's how um this guy got charged with the Rico charges. He used to be a mobster. Oh my gosh, what was the guy's name? Um But yeah, they're talking about like from back in the mob, right? So now you fast forward to what's going on with Hunter. And they 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 really can't peg him on reporting the illegal income, but they can tag him on like how does he have all I, I i'm guessing right like how does he have all these nice things but he doesn't account for where the income is coming from right so they they have him down for tax evasion and i think that there's several codes in there that make it easier for them to get him so let's go back to um and back in the days you know when you could have bad politics, like maybe even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you would never go after a, a former president of the United States. No, you would never go after the current president of the United States. What? Absolutely. In dominant society? Absolutely not. Um, But now both sides are getting smoke. And so when I saw the 11-year-old get arrested... Yeah, it, it was sad because I, I do have a little niece and I can't begin to imagine, you know, it's those those difficult conversations that we have with law enforcement, right? Did they do the right thing? Yes. Um, and it's moments like that that make me realize like we've kind of hit the bend or we've come around the corner a little bit because... It, like I said, if there's going to be conversations about, um, oh, so for Carly, in case I didn't mention it in the last podcast, there she's looking at um, one year prison sentence. Um, it's going to be a misdemeanor for for false um, reporting, and then the other thing is she can pay up to six thousand dollars in fines. Okay. Um. 
I think that that's the right thing to do. I think what was got me upset was that, you know, that hasn't always been the case. So you better trust and believe, like, if you don't have your life together and you've been a protected class, like, those days are coming to a halt. Like, if they're at a point where they're not only arresting little white girls, like, little, like, white people, but little white girls, no mercy. And, I mean, you kind of have to low-key admit they arrested this minor hell of a way quicker <laughs> than they did with, with Carly. You know what I'm saying? So what does this have to do with, um, because I, my thing, and I think it sometimes I do talk about this. Like, I feel like sometimes black people are forced to have conversations that the rest of dominant society people don't necessarily, and it's good if they do. But I'm saying, like, we have to kind of live in it, I think, a little bit more. And I don't know to what degree do we self-inflict and, like, make ourselves deal with these topics. But, but um, lost my train of thought. Let, let's go to, um, because I was going to talk about, like, with Grady, right? So there's Officer Grady, and I actually have not featured on my uh, earlier on my channel, and it's the one titled, like, America's Little Darlings, and he is just going in, and he is livid because, you know, um, these little boys were tearing up the community and wreaking all kind of havoc. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the same officer. There's two guys that they kind of look the same to me, and I know... <laughs> You look disrespectful, but I think one is Grady, and then there's another one. I think one is in Texas, and one is in Florida, but they're both sheriffs, and they're pretty prominent. They both have a style of like coming out for press conference and like putting the pictures of the offenders and like telling the whole story of you know how they're capturing people and stuff like that. And for me. It's one of those things where I see dominant society's law, I mean, infrastructure for law enforcement on a spectrum where I'm thankful at least they have something in place where they can identify right and wrong. But I think like with the whole Carly thing or with other situations, sometimes like they would just use it um, disproportionately on you know, the black community versus looking inward. But that being said, one of the things I did like about Officer Grady and that a lot of people don't like, because part of the reason he became popular, he was, he came up on the scene again is because there was a black mom that was shot um, by her neighbor through the door. Um, her kids had been playing in this, in this woman's yard and they went back to get their iPad and she shot through the door and it fatally struck the mom in the heart and she passed away. And a lot of people were pissed and upset, you know, that she wasn't, that the white woman wasn't arrested um, as quickly as as they would have liked. And I, I, I want to say for the most part, I sat that one out because 
I've seen this man, like I said, on several occasions. Not only does he address what's going on in the black community, and I'm glad he's there to pick their asses up when they're, you know, like toe-tagging people and disseminating drugs in our community and stealing cars and robbing and breaking and entering and assaulting people. You better believe I'm happy that they're there to do it. I'm not, I'm, I don't ever want to sound like I'm condoning negative behavior. Remember, I'm probably going to title this, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. But one of the things I liked about the Officer Grady guy is that what people weren't really seeing is that I couldn't tell you how many other countless stories he's covered and he, you know, arrests people from all other backgrounds too. Caucasian, Hispanic, right? And we're talking more about like, um, what's happening with the black community a little bit too, but he, he, he has arrested other. And so even when you, I remember I did do a podcast. I don't remember what the the name of the title of the story was, but it was definitely, um, the one where it was so sad y'all. Um, it had one to do with the son that shot his mom because she told him to stop smoking inside the house. Okay. And so he shot her through the door and she died. She never even saw it coming. They said she died immediately. Like all she said was like, son, um, you need to stop smoking inside the house. And her consciousness, like she died immediately because she didn't even have time to like really. It's one of those split second things where it's like probably, you know, they they say that like even with the... um submarine um and and there's still speculation about how quickly and how much time they were aware of you know a pending doom and stuff like that for the aquarium that went under but um they say that when the way that the submarine should have uh imploded would have been so quick that the way that our memory worked there's my little bruno um is that you for you to even memor have memory, it has to register in your mind for at least I don't know. It's some, it's like five seconds, eight seconds, and that's why sometimes when you have a an accident and you hit your head, you your long term memory is still intact, but your short term memory or what happened within the minutes leading up to it can can be impacted. So it happened so fast that she wouldn't even have had, like, had the chance to be like, oh, my God, my son shot me. Ah. And then, you know, it was just immediate. Um, and, and that's always so weird to me. Like, how can you just be like knocking the door and just be like, hey, son, can you turn off, turn off the cigarette or whatever? And inside the house. And and it wasn't even that he shouldn't be smoking because he was um, he was a minor. I think he was like 17. And um, he came from a middle upper class family. His dad was hardworking and they had like, I think it was four kids. Um, So he had an older brother and he definitely had a sister. Um, And I don't remember what the fourth sibling was, right? Um, And I remember him addressing that situation. And what was interesting to me is that even within, uh, you know, white society, dominant society, they do self-regulate, right? They do address their own people. Um, and I think us coming around the end, the end is kind of like, 
now you're just cutting through the bullshit. Like, we're not going to show preferential treatment if you're white, if you're a girl, if you're a white male, if you have position, power, titles, like what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And so you see that to where, you know, I can back off a little bit about the whole advocacy for Carly um, type of a thing because, I mean, if listen, if you're arresting 11-year-old white girls, bruh. It's a new, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. Woo. Um, and I've been meaning to talk about this too. Like I said, too, I, I find it interesting that they're going for both sides of the parties, right? Like both Republican and Democratic, both presidents. Like these are the highest titles. And I think that if you're willing to, to address things like tax evasion and think questions about morality at those levels, you better believe there's going to be a trickle down effect, right? I, I would, I would hope, right? Um, so I will keep looking out for things like that, and you know, like I said, I think that um, there are scenarios in dominant society, like you know, and I think Officer Grady from Florida, it could be Texas, is an example of that. Like, I think that it comes on our radar when he has to deal with black people or how they're affected. But he's out here arresting white people and they get the same treatment. I think that, you know, eh, it was a little bit unfair when they were saying he didn't arrest the white woman quick enough. Um, and I could tell he was a little bit irritable because it was kind of like, I'm trying to arrest this person. I'm trying to go through the normal process and having to cross all your T's and dot your I's to make sure that there is no... Um, Nothing that, that, that can be overturned. And so you do have to pro- follow due process. And I think, again, because I do I do see him on my news feed regularly, he, white people be catching the smoke too. White people be getting arrested. He's dragging them through the mud, you know, and very deliberate and thorough. And I just say that to say, like, I wish in the black community, like, I've always wondered, well, if if let's just say for whatever reason, all the white people got grants and funding and went, you know, were funded through Elon Musk and they all went to Mars and it was just us black people left here on Earth. Right. What would be our moral compass? Like, what would be our way of dealing with Carly? What would be our way of dealing with, you know, um, people who rob and assault and breaking and entering and selling drugs like it shouldn't be this whole thing of like us versus them where it's kind of like, oh, they're just, you know, causing problems with us when in reality we need to have our own justice system that actually works. And I don't think that, you know, um, saying like, oh, they're doing it means that we should be able to do it too. That That's kind of like where I stand on that. There were some other things. Where's my notepad? I have four more minutes. Um, Some other things that I would like to see us talk about more besides hair weave and makeup and like XYs and stuff is, I and I was kind of keeping a pulse on this too because um, as, you, as some of you know, DeSantis is running for president. And as you, you know, I think all presidential candidates are flawed. <laughs> you know, all of us are flawed. We all have. And so, it, you know, it comes more under scrutiny when you 
um, run for some an office like president, like for presidency, right? But right now, there there's conversations about the curriculum that he allowed in Florida that says that black people benefited from slavery, and I think it's just outright disgusting and deplorable because when you talk about the mind effery behind it and and rewriting rewriting history and trying to sanitize the history i've said it before and again not a lot of people really talk about this but my stance on reparations is i'm not holding my breath for them to pay it out but i think that it's one of those things where they have to pay it and so they figure if they can just wipe a whole generation you know like over the next it only takes 10 years to reset a whole, you know, generation, and then that affects for futures to come, right? It only takes, it only takes anywhere from ten to twenty years, depending on what it is, right? So if you have, you know, first graders, or or even let's just say twelve years, right? If you don't correct that language, um, for twelve years, that's Basically, first graders all the way up till senior year, that's enough to have them reconsider what their thoughts are on, are on reparations. As if they weren't already flawed in, in that. And to me, I've said this before too, if I was white, dominant white society, I would just pay it. Because if I was white, I know that my daughter would be the, the first and largest beneficiary of reparations. I, you know, the black men are going to take their money, go marry white women, and it's going to transfer the wealth right back into the white community, you know, and it's only going to be a matter of seconds. We don't have an infrastructure where the money's going to circulate within ourselves um, to where we can have it circulate like seven times, like within four hours, it funnels out of our money. So if you put, if you just got it over with, and just dumped the money, paid off the reparations, and paid everybody their check, it actually would help the whole economy because white people would benefit more from it. I think white women would be the biggest beneficiaries of it. Um, and and um, we also funnel our money out into like the Asian community. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I don't understand what the whole problem is because socioeconomically, like, it just makes sense. Right. Just get it over with. It would actually be one of the biggest wealth transfers, like right up there with the whole silver. I think it's called like um, how all the baby boomers are retiring right now. And that's like one of the greatest. It's like the silver wave or something. Yeah. Just give them reparations. If you want to stimulate the economy, just give black people the, their, the money. It will funnel right into other. We're going to put it into other because we don't have any big major companies. We don't have any news media. We don't have education. We don't have any people in politics for us. So, like, what's the problem? So, but, and then on a, on the last note, I feel like um, it's really weird to me to see, like, uh, Kamala Harris. I, I haven't even bothered to listen to any of her arguments. I just see it in the titles. Her um, denouncing the curriculum. And... I think what makes it weird to me is kind of like, and maybe I'm, I'm not being, you know, 
fair because at least I should hear what she has to say about it. But is it that they think that she's black so she's supposed to denounce it when she's the first one that said like do you think i'm gonna sit here and do anything for black people no i mean why would you expect her to to have to say something and then it just sounds like i mean it i don't know i don't i don't she doesn't she's not i i don't know she should just go back to eating her rice in her in the corner type of a thing I, and and I'm not even trying to even be funny or disrespectful because usually one of the, the criticisms that she got but I I do understand it is like when you're a vice president you were to be seen and not heard you're not supposed to be overpowering and whether you're male or female type of a thing too much to what should be her advantage and so it's weird for her to just come back out of the woodworks and be like oh I I denounced the Santa's um um, which is interesting because I don't know if, yeah, I don't really see her as a moral authority to speak on behalf of black people. Um, if anything, it's definitely political. It's a bit of pandering, but I, I am not quick to forget. Ooh, I'm ready to change my hairstyle, y'all. I am ready. I'm definitely going to go with something short. Ooh, child. And I tried cutting the hair, but it's like, it's the little tiniest little, like, little hairs, and it just feels like spider webs. And I know it's not, but anyways, yeah, so those are just my thoughts on what's going on. I'm pretty sure I'm going to title this, like, what's good is, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Just having conversations about, I think, even turn of events, too. Um, I think that with how they're addressing Trump and Biden and even Hunter, because I've been talking about like, um, the correlation, colary, I try to write the word Merriam-Webster word of the day, left-handed. So the word from three days ago was colary, meaning that it's related to, directly associated to, but I've been talking about how like prominent male figures and how they're connected to like their brother and the the symbolism behind what it means with them and you know passing on think you know thinking patterns or mind patterns or schools of thought to the younger generation and so here you see y'all know one of my favorite movies that like the trailer um with craven with uh for marv the marvel movie is that the son is supposed to be using his power and his mind, you know, to deconstruct all of the negative things that his dad put in place. And so here you have this model of the son following in his father's um, depraved ways um, and the entitlement and that type of thing. Another thing I kind of want to mention, too, is I know in our in the black community, we talk a lot about, you know, not my son, not my son, but why people be on that ish too. And it was, I, I, when I tell you, I get my little laughs and giggles too, because like listening to the news, because the, the yesterday, the press secretary for the White House, she was saying that, oh, the White House is aware that, you know, Hunter, these are personal problems for him. And so we would ask that you please treat it as such. So, 
it's not my son, but it's also not my son. Like, it's funny because the whole thing that got them in trouble is like in the black community, we will be like, oh, you know, um, like even with the Timberview, with the Timberview shooting, that was another interesting thing too. I want to do a um, review of his girlfriend and the, you know, the word is a pathology, stereotypical pathology of, of males like him um, and his mom. And so, you know, she's on the stand and she's like, my son, you know, like he, he was a, he was a loving person and he loved his cousins and he was doing good in school. And he only, his grades were so piss poor, y'all. He couldn't even read. And, um, one of the defenses was that, um, when he was talking about like, I'm gonna shoot that up, you know, um, uh, his lawyer was like, oh, he doesn't, he, he has poor grammar. The, the guy was 17 years old when he did this and um, couldn't read or write. <laughs> I was like, oh so, but yeah, we do that in our community too. But, you know, other women do do this too. And so it was one of those things that's kind of like, Hunter has been able to get a, away with this. And I was um, thinking about how, like I said, like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, even when Biden was, was um, vice president, Hunter was had already been used to his dad being in office and getting away with things. But as a matter of fact, both him and his sister are crackheads. Um, the sister kind of was able to move on a little bit more and kind of sanitize her reputation a little bit better. But the sister was a whole entire crackhead, snort crack, crackhead herself too, you know? Um, and so, but with Hunter, she's been used to getting away with stuff, but you know, like they, they say the day of, of the age of reckoning. And so he's been, the role is being called for him and, um, his days of being able to get away with stuff are just, they're done, you know? And it, it's messed up because I've talked about this before too. Hunter is an example of what it means to have a father in the home and he could have politics and power and all this thing going for him and he's still morally bankrupt, right? Still morally bankrupt, right? Can you imagine, you know, and... and he was even in the military, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, he had gotten um, uh, dishonorably charged, discharged, I believe. You know, and it's like, and I've said this too. If I ever had to come back and I, and if I came back as a white male, oh my gosh, I would go out like that crown guy from Chicago. I would absolutely leverage my white skin. Like I would be out here making Boku cash. And getting rich. But what happens when you have this type of system where... <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm over the 30-minute mark. And it's just like he's been used to being coddled this whole time. And the thing about Jill... <laughs> You already kind of can tell what type of person Jill is. And she's always trying to clap back at people for her husband and her kids. So 
pretty sure she's like one of those women that's kind of like, well, my husband is such and such. So I don't know what you're thinking. You better expunge his record right now or I'm going to make sure that you never work in this city again, you know, type of a thing. So I don't know. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Day of Reckoning is here. Um, I will continue. Oh, not me getting the hiccups. I will continue to look for more patterns like this. I think it's it's something that's coming down the pipeline. The pike line? Um, and like I said, it all comes back to that 11-year-old. Like, if we... If you... Yeah. And so, my thing, too, is like... I kind of like the energy better too because what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. So if we can clear that distinction between race and gender, um, that's a much better way to go for me, right? And I think it does make society better. But with that being said, like if you are out here used to be getting like three strikes and thinking you can get reformed and claim mental illness on stuff... Yeah, those days are over. And I think that, you know, males in particular, but anybody else who wasn't getting the smoke before, you know? And so we'll see. Like I said, I'll look for more patterns. We'll see. You know, this can span over the next months and years and stuff like that. 2023 has been very interesting. So, But I'm over the 30-minute mark, so I'm going to let you guys go. <sighs> I'll talk to you later. Bye.